What is good? Let's have some fun. It's the Fundamism Podcast with your host, Paul J. Long, and all things fun. We'll let the fun begin. Woo! What is good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fundamism Podcast. It's me, Paul J. Long, here as always to bring a little more joy, fun, and fulfillment to your day while hopefully arming you with some tactical behaviors to drive said outcomes for yourself, leaving you a little more in control. Hang on to that thought because that's the topic of today's solo cast. We're writing solo dolo today, ladies and gentlemen, and we're brought to you as always by our friends over at Charlie Hustle. So if you're looking to be the freshest on the block, if you're looking to be the baddest on the block, if you're looking to be the cleanest on the block, well, just remember... Ain't nobody dope as me. I'm dressed so fresh and so fresh and so clean, clean. So you got a long way to go. However, Charlie Hustle's got you covered. If you want to get one step closer to your boy, go on over to charliehustle.com. Visit uh, all the cool items that they have to offer. Check them out. You'll love them, I promise. So today, the topic of discussion, excuses. And forgive me. I'm going to start off with a little vulgarity. So if you got kids in the car, earmuffs, earmuffs, kids. Excuses are like assholes. We all got them and they all stink. So now that we've uh, got that as the foundation, one question, what's one thing you've always wanted to do, but for one reason or the other, you haven't? What's one thing you've always wanted to do, but for one reason or the other, you haven't? We all have them. You know, oftentimes I'll get up in front of a group to do a keynote, and uh, I talk a lot about you know ownership and excuses and what gets in our way. And typically what comes up is uh, how this podcast got started. So... Whenever I'm up in front of a group, you know, I'm not naive. I don't believe that I can help somebody change behavior in just one short one hour keynote. It's just, it's not possible. I aim to provoke thought and uh, generate a little bit of enthusiasm in someone's day and potentially leave them wondering what can I do to potentially drive more happiness in my own life? But as such, what often happens is people come to me afterwards and they say, hey, Paul, man, that was great. That was a roller coaster of emotion. You made me cry, bro. You made me cry. I didn't know you were going to make me cry while you do that. Uh, But ultimately, what they always ask me is, what else do you have? Paul, do you have a book? Typically, I respond with, no, that's changing. November 13th, holla. However, they also ask me, do you have a podcast? Do you have a website? Do you have something that I could download that will potentially drive more fun, joy, and fulfillment in my life? And for many, many months, my answer 
to most of those questions was no. And it was frustrating to me because I realized that people were interested. Individuals that heard of the fundamentalism concept, they wanted to learn a little bit more about the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle and what specifically could they do to drive more fun in their life? How could they work on their own personal foundation, the foundation or foundation if you're into that sort of thing, the foundation, which of course is the F in fun, how could they better pursue a stronger understanding of others' perspectives, which is of course the U in fun, and now, how could they identify the next steps, which of course is the N in fun, because without the N, it's just F you, ladies and gentlemen. So what are the next steps in generating real life change and being in more control of the outcomes in which we all live? These are all things that I, I ponder regularly. And I, I often, I just rack my brain at trying to figure out ways to help others Get to a place where the stuff that's not working isn't top of mind, but the stuff that is working is. So somebody told me roughly eight months ago, hey man, you should start a podcast. You know, you'd be great on a podcast. What would that look like? Man, you got content? I got content for days. So I was excited. I was like, oh man, me and a microphone? That'd be twubble. However, it, it just got me thinking every night. I was thinking about it. I was thinking, man, what would I say? What would I do? What would the outline be? I had never even heard of a podcast or heard a podcast. How could I do a podcast, not even understand what they are, what the audience is looking for? But for several months, I talked about doing this podcast. People would say, hey, you got something for me? I'd be like, hey, man, I'm working on this podcast. Talked about it for six months. One day, my mother comes over. She, uh, she is a frequenter at the Long household. She helps watch these kids, five and two. So parents going through the struggle right now, five and two, you guys realize that there's a lot of chaos going on at the Long household. So Grandma, holler, you do great. We appreciate your work. We thank you for all that you do for this lovely family. She comes over recently and uh, I say, hey, mom, let's take the kids over to Guitar Center. She says, Paul, what are we going to do at Guitar Center? I said, mom, I'm going to buy some podcast equipment. She says, well, what research have you done? I said, mom, I've done zero research. She said, smart. So we pack up the two kids. We drive over to Guitar Center. I walk in And I walk straight up to the gentleman that has the most tattoos, because I know that dude knows something about audio equipment. Of course, you know how I talk about trying to uh, limit judgments in life. I, I judged this gentleman, but in a good manner, for a good reason. So I walk up to him, and I'm like, hey, man, what do you know about podcast equipment? He looks at me, he says, what do you know about podcast equipment? I said, damn it, I'm about to be sold something. I said, to be honest, sir, I don't, I don't know much about podcast equipment. I know I'm walking out of here with some. I know that I, I don't want the best and I don't want the worst. I'm going to be interviewing folks on a regular basis, so I need at least two microphones. And uh, I, just, I just wanted to be adequate for reaching out to my audience that's looking to have a little more fun in life. He says, man, I got you. I got you, fam. 
So he presented me with a couple different options. Great sales technique. Makes me feel like I'm in control. I get to make the decision. I ended up going with this two microphone setup that again, wasn't the best, wasn't the worst, but it was perfect for what I was looking for. I walk out of there, ladies and gentlemen, with $1,000 in podcast equipment. Now, mind you, at this time, I was in the infancy stages of starting my uh, speaking business. So $1,000 was a lot. I mean, that's a lot of money to throw on a credit card because at this point, I'm living in the red, struggling to make it through every single day like the bulk of you listening to this podcast. So I buy this $1,000 worth of podcast equipment. I drive home. I drop the kids off. I uh, go over to Kansas City, Kansas, where I office out of from time to time, and I meet a friend by the name of Larry. I walk in with these two big old boxes of podcast equipment, and he says, "Uh, what do you got there, bud? I said, podcast equipment. He says, how much you spend on that? said a thousand bucks. He looks at me and says, you, sir, are an idiot. So uh, caught a little bit off guard. I'm like, Larry, what do you mean, man? He goes, bro, I could have got you for, I could have got that, that stuff for you for half the price. Uh, you know, I know tons of people. Plus people are always looking to unload that stuff on Craigslist. So I thought about it for a second and I said, Larry, man, I've been talking about doing this podcast for about six months. The only thing standing between me and doing it was buying the equipment, having it around. Because the moment that I had it, I didn't have any more excuses. So yeah, we could sit and we could review Craigslist and I could try to leverage you to tap into your network and potentially find something. But ain't nobody got time for that. I got goals. I got to make things happen. So I bought that podcast equipment and that day... I recorded my first ever podcast with Larry that day. The next day, I recorded another with Mr. Cam F. Awesome. Two days later, I'm actually exchanging messages with Travis Kelsey, securing him for an upcoming podcast. See, the only thing standing between me and recording this freaking podcast is having the podcast equipment. What's the one thing that you've always wanted to do, but for one reason or the other, you haven't? Now, as you think about that, I want you to reflect on all the, all the reasons why you haven't done it. You know, a very common answer that I receive when I task a group with this activity is they say, money, we didn't have the money, we don't have the money. One lady recently at a keynote, she said, I've always wanted to move to the Dominican. I just want to move there and get a job and work. I said, well, what's stopping you? She says, money. I said, what do you mean? What research have you done? Well, not much. What's the cost of living down there? I don't know. They have jobs? I assume so. Then why is money something that's getting in your way? The truth of the matter is it's not. What's getting in her way is that it's not a priority. Now, there are valid roadblocks to anything that you want to accomplish. But if everything was easy, well, then everybody would be successful, right? Everybody would be living their best life, doing everything that they want to do all the time. But that's, that's not the case. The truth of the matter is, the bulk of folks talk about wanting to do things, and then they never do. Now, in a recent podcast, I referenced a saying coined by the Marines. 
Everybody wants to die, but no one wants to go to heaven. You see, everybody, everybody wants their best life. They want to live their best job. They want to have more money. They want to they do more fun things with their family and with their friends. But many people aren't willing to put in the work. So as you're reflecting back on this one thing that you've always wanted to do, but for one reason or the other, you haven't, I ask you, what's getting in your way? Write them all down. If it's money, write it down. If it's time, write it down. If it's effort, write it down. If it's skill set, write it down. Whatever your excuses are, write them down. Then I want you to write that goal. Write down that one thing that you want to do, but you haven't. And I want you to circle it. Then circle it again. And circle it one more time. Then ask yourself, what's it worth to you? Does it truly matter? Because if indeed it was a priority, if it's something that you always wanted to do, then this little list of excuses that you have right next to it, that's all they are. What's getting in your way is you. Stop pointing fingers at everybody and everything out there. What's getting in your way is you. I hope, I hope that just one listener One listener today hears this message and they go out and they try something new. They try something that they've always wanted to do, but for one reason or the other, they haven't. Now, many of you might be thinking to yourself, man, I I wish it was that easy. I really wish it was that easy. We've talked about that before. It is. It truly is. When you get to a place in your life, when you stop looking at all the reasons why something isn't happening, and you start looking of all the ways to make it happen, well, then you're well on your way to accomplishing far more than you could ever dream of. You know, I grew up, like many, in uh, what I would consider poverty. I mean, we didn't want for much because, really, we, we never lived outside of our means. Um, but I remember that we were on, you know, WIC. We would go to the store and I would buy milk on food stamps and all that jazz from time to time. Family really struggled down in Osawatomie, Kansas, home of the state hospital. So uh, I remember one time distinctly, my, my mom, and forgive me if, if I've said this before, but uh, she gave me a Ziploc bag of nickels and dimes. She said, Paul, go throw five on, uh, on, on pump number three. I had to go inside and take this Ziploc bag of dimes and nickels, $5, to pay for this gas. Now, I was in high school, and it was probably the most embarrassing thing that had ever happened to me. Then, man, as you all are very aware, there's been a lot more embarrassing things that have happened to me since then. But we've all grown up and seen some form of the struggle. The reason why I'm saying that is because I'm just like many of you. Man, it wasn't but six months ago that we had $30,000 in credit card debt. $30,000. Could you imagine how stressed I was and what that was doing to my family? Seven years ago, I talked about writing a book. I'm going to write this book. I'm going to write this book. And I wrote it. I sat down for about two weeks, put down a whole lot of content. And then somewhere along the lines... It became a job. It wasn't fun anymore. So I stopped. And for six and a half more years, I didn't pick it back up. 
And I'm actually thankful that I didn't at that moment because so many things have happened to me over the course of the last seven years that I feel like this story is so much better now than it would have been back then. But had I not sat down, reread what I wrote nearly seven years ago, realized that, man, I'm more of a, a decent writer than I, than I thought I was. And then I started remembering all these amazing things that have happened to me. And the story of Noah Wilson and my bud John Stoner and the cat suits and you know all the people that I've met and all the experiences that have happened. And I thought to myself, man, I, I got to get this on paper. I got to finish this book. And I did. And it's one of the most gratifying things I've ever done. So in the last six months, I've become a published author. I started a podcast and I'm getting to a place where my debt is starting to be alleviated. Why? Because I stopped making excuses. I stopped rolling out of bed casually at 1030 because I was a quote entrepreneur, unquote. Then I would go to the gym at 11 o'clock. Then I would get done at one o'clock and I would come home and I was hungry. So I'd have to eat, right? Well, at which point now it's 1:45, And I think to myself, man, I should, I should start putting in some work. Well, that didn't work, did it? It was my beautiful wife, Melissa, that made me pull my head out of my rump. She said, hon, this isn't going to work. This isn't how businesses are successful. If you're going to want to make this thing work and obviously make our relationship work, you're going to have to find a way to be a little more diligent, a little more structured, something that I've never been great at. So I start waking up every single morning, 5.45, I'd go to the gym. I'd be done by 7.15, 7.30. Now I get the opportunity to take my son to school every day when I'm home and I settle in and I start work. All it took was me making a decision and that's all it'll take you too. Thank you very much for tuning in to the solo cast today on excuses. What's the one thing you've always wanted to do, but for one reason or the other, you haven't. Jot down those excuses and then rip the hell out of that piece of paper. Because the only thing getting in your way, ladies and gentlemen, is you. Have an absolutely wonderful day and we'll catch you on the flip side on the next Fundamism Podcast. Have a fun day. (laughs) 